0: Talk. Today we'll be looking at two films from Ireland. Deadly Cuts, which is a black comedy involving a group of violent female vigilantes, and Nowhere Special, about a dying father's deep care for his four-year-old son. We also have a documentary Helmut Newton: The Bad and the Beautiful about a very controversial photographer. Young escalate. we're knocking down the shops. He knows
1: everybody's property. What the hell do you think you're doing? Let her go! Pardon me!
0: I'll be taking all I can. Have your money over here, you prick. Murder. There was, but we left that off the menu the last time. Now, the chicken is served in a skewer, so we stab it through. I think but... we we'll would have just four vodkas, thanks, Patsy. Girls, your hairstyle show. Council isn't one of gonna shut down shop with an award-winning salon, innit? We have to try it. With me now on the phone is Robin Munro, who has been off to the Academy cinemas to see Deadly Cuts, which is a sometimes violent Irish comedy involving a group of women in a hairdressing salon. Uh, Robin, I got the feeling that only in Ireland could they make such an offbeat comedy. What did you think of Deadly Cuts?
2: Yes, it's certainly inspired by something that the Irish seem to have, a little bit of craziness and a little bit of uh, doing the impossible. I guess a little bit like setting up a blues band in uh, Ireland as they did in The Commitments. Um, But this time the heroes of the story are uh, an unlikely uh, group of hairdressers in a run-down, <laughs> shabby Dublin suburb. Yeah,
0: yeah. Um, and, I mean, they, they set off the film... There's quite a few of these sort of films coming out now, but this film also starts off using the F word, I don't know, a couple of dozen times within the last first five or six minutes. I mean, this is just sort of typical... <clears throat> way to start off the uh, you know, films with a little bit of uh, heavy sort of shock or something, I don't know I mean it made me think, gosh I, I feel um, that Billy Connolly should be in this film and I think if he was yeah. Irish he would have been in this movie
2: <laughs> <laughs> Yes, I think, I think there are a few Irish people uh, were sort of having a good laugh at themselves uh, Yes, and the language um, well, I, I found the accents also, they were very broad Irish accents and I, I didn't get all of it, but it was still sort of funny and we see these um sort of uh uh, fluffy uh battlers um confronting several um problems and yet they're very poor and don't seem to have a lot of power um but it seems to show that if people stick together that they may be able to overcome the bad guys that's sort of one of the themes i think of it yeah
0: and of course if you've got a, a knife in your hand um that could help too but, I mean, to me, it's, it's just, as, you know, for such a crude, chaotic sort of movie to, to which um, bases some of its humour even around the death of people. You know, this is... I, I was su- totally surprised throughout this. I mean, I enjoyed this film very much, um, but I, I was totally surprised by what they were getting away with this uh, in this film i've just never seen anything quite like it before
2: (laughs) yes well it, it had a touch of unreality um about it um but it also some sort of gritty reality, and I think it was a kind of antidote to those uh, very tough ones about the difficult suburbs and the difficult problems that young women face and how all the boys, you know, are in gangs and trying to extort money and use violence and perhaps a bit of drug-taking as well. And then the... Um, the difficulty that they have when developers come in and want to gentrify their suburbs. I yeah. mean, it seems to be a solution in some ways, but that's one of the problems. Yeah, well, that and means kicking them of out
0: a, of their business, yeah.
2: Mm. Yeah, and, and turf them out of their beloved uh, homes. And then we see the um, r- also rather feisty young girls sort of dancing and doing dance r- routines on the street. And they appear... And really, one of the highlights of the movie, which is a hairdressing competition, which there is a very long sequence spoofing <laughs> all sorts of aspects and the razzmatazz that often goes with such events.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I've never been taken into the hairdressing world like this before. But as you say, this this is a um, sort of a lower class suburb in um, Dublin, and uh, and also then you get that. Uh, that you, you are seriously shown the trials and tribulations of working women there.
2: Yes, yes, yes. I, I thought it might be more along those those lines than a little bit the way it turned out.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, that's always one way out of these uh, difficult situations. Have a good laugh.
2: <laughs> yes, exactly, exactly.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, I mean, there's uh, lots of great uh, characters in it. You've got that woman, um, Victoria uh, Smurfett. She's the, um, uh, she, she's a, Uh, hairdressing salon owner also but she's in the opposition to these girls because um, she's quite a devious and conceited uh, beauty salon owner and uh, she'll sabotage anyone who can get in her way and she's just as much of a problem as uh, those young gangsters Yes, no it really
2: seems so and also she turns down her nose at these people from the poor suburbs, how could they possibly win and um, she wants to uh, make sure that they, they don't win she's got influence that she can peddle and um, has um, previously cheated we learn uh, in this uh, uh, tale to to win this but um, they make a lot of a particular hairdresser in it who is perhaps the love interest of that woman and um, also the head of um, our, our salon the Deadly Cuts
0: yeah Oh, no. Um, This is something to me. I mean, I was quite, while watching it sometimes, I was quite shocked by what I was seeing, you know, the violence and this sort of thing that came into what is essentially a comedy. But, so, be warned, this is a dark comedy. (laughs) But it's still very
2: funny.
0: (laughs) Is that fair enough?
2: (laughs) Yes, yes, no, that's a a very good description of
0: it. (laughs) Yeah. Okay, well, thank you very much, Robin. You're welcome. (laughs) Good. Robin Munro with his views on deadly cuts, and I'm hands Petrific, on Movie Talk on Planes FM ninety six point nine. John, we realise you want the best for your son.
2: He deserves a normal family, all the opportunities I never had as a child.
0: And what does he know of your situation?
2: And then Michael, would you like to live in a different town, different home? I don't want him to understand death Not yet I thought I would know When I first saw him No, yes, not these That's them Wouldn't
0: you like a mummy, Michael? There's a limit to the number of families we can consider Before taking a decision
2: This is the biggest decision of my life
0: This is our responsibility
2: I always thought that I knew him But do I know him?
0: In Nowhere Special... When a 35-year-old father is given only a few months to live, he attempts to find a suitable family to adopt his four-year-old son. Carolyn Brown's been off to the Lumiere to see this deeply moving drama. Uh, Carolyn, how did Nowhere Special affect you?
1: I'll, for a start, I'm only glad it's an hour and a half long because I don't think my heart could have taken too much more. It was so sad.
0: Well, yeah, actually, but there was a few.
1: There was a few tears. Tears, yes. yes. I wasn't the only one. No,
0: and there were a few, at, yeah, and a few at the end there also. <laughs> yeah.
1: um, but it's a deeply beautiful film, yeah. and the acting. Mm. I mean, don't be put off just because it's a sob fest, because. It is. Um, but it's just, it's just so beautifully done. And the little boy, um, Daniel Lamont, he's only, he was only like five when he filmed this. Well, I'd five. tell you, he would
0: be only four. Mm. Yeah,
1: and he's just incredible. And I watched the behind-the-scenes um, doco on it, and he's just such a sweet little kid.
0: Yeah, <laughs> he is. I'm surprised how well he handles that oh. film because essentially the whole film is only father and son yes, with other odd people characters. wandering in and out. And um and they maintain it so well between them.
1: They do. I would have liked to have seen this up for an Oscar for, for best supporting actor for the Wee Boy for a start. <laughs> My goodness. Yeah. Um but yeah, no, it definitely and it was the like Alberto Pasolini who's the he's the writer, he's the director and he's the producer of this film and it's only his third film that he's directed.
0: Well, like we were talking to earlier, I'm surprised one film of Pasolini I've seen before was um, uh, The Full Monty, which was about uh, six men who formed their own uh, striptease yeah, you act. Probably need to well, watch that's it. a bit different to this one.
1: It is. You probably <clears> need to, a good idea to watch it after this one to help heal your heart.
0: Oh, it's not that.
1: does. <laughs> I had to go in the Botanic Gardens for a big walk afterwards. But as I said, it's a beautiful film.
0: It's, yeah, well, um, the I, chemistry I mean, between uh, the two. Well, but I asked you this question because um, I was surprised. I was checking up on the film later. I read several film reviews by other people and all of them admitted to... Be going into tears, oh, th- well, finding this film to be a tearjerker.
1: That's the. I mean that that is a sign that it's really well acted. Yes. I mean, yes. It, if you can actually believe in the story, I mean the premise is sad enough. But if you can believe in the story and the characters make that real, then isn't that the whole point yeah. of a film?
0: And of course, the, the sort of the beauty of this film is it's sort of its gentle, low-key way of looking oh, at it's things. Done with because I mean, it focuses. On minor details in daily life between the father and son, you know yeah. where they go, what they do, what they eat at home, when they go to the supermarket, whatever it may be. But all these minor details, and but plus all the small joys and challenges in their everyday life. This is what you're seeing, is what you see, and of course this is what you can identify with. I
1: mean, how did it make you feel?
0: Well, I didn't go into tears.
1: No, but you were.
0: Oh yes, Quiet. It's, uh, yes. I was deeply <laughs> impressed. <laughs> and, I mean, you get that the, the the boy is is rather puzzled by the whole situation he's in. His father won't can't tell him finds it impossible for him to tell him that he is actually dying. Well,
1: it's an impossible situation, really, isn't it?
0: And he's never explained death to this four-year-old boy. Yeah, can't explain this and he's not going to explain that this is going to happen to himself now. And so the film is then about him taking the boy around to various families.
1: And how hard is that for a start? Yeah. Finding a and new the boy doesn't even can- know
0: why. I mean, yeah. uh, the boy doesn't know, first of all, where his mum has gone. Yeah, yeah. He doesn't know anything about what his father's uh, keeping quiet about. And then why is he taken to meet all these different yeah. families? No,
1: it's, it's just beautiful. I mean, if you want to get over your own problems, <laughs> go and see this film because <laughs> it will definitely take you out of them and, and put life into perspective, definitely. But this film first came out last year. It was in the International Film Fest. Oh, yes. Um, so it was only on a very short run. So it's good that it's come back on a much longer run because I think it deserves uh, a lot of attention.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's... um yeah, I mean, it, it, and this is a film like you said. It sort of can haunt you a bit afterwards. It yeah, it you does. said you wandered around in the gardens. I did. I gardens. wandered around the
1: gardens afterwards <laughs> with my sunglasses on to hide my very red eyes. Um, James Norton, he is a really good actor. I mean, you might remember when we saw him last, probably on screen on Mister Jones about the oh, uh, Russian guy who went in, uh, the English guy who went in behind the scenes in Russia to, mm-hmm. to film what was going on there. Mm-hmm. Um, so he's a very good dramatic actor. I mean, he knows what he's doing and he knows how to, just with real subtlety, how to make mm. emotion.
0: Yeah. 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 It's so ironic this week, we have got two films from Ireland. And uh, this is this one is filmed in Belfast.
1: Yeah, and he does and a really good Irish accent, given he's English. Uh, yes, his English. Oh
0: yes, he's English. Yeah, <laughs> at least this, the English in this film you can understand. The other yes. one, is that deadly cut, which is the absolute opposite of sort yeah. of a chaotic. Uh, and it, it chaos. must be mentioned yeah. that
1: it's the little boy's first time at acting. As well, and he's just yeah. Oh, they're
0: already saying that he could go ahead. (laughs) He could, could. and (laughs) fortunately, his
1: parents have said that they have no plans to put him in another film for a while. So it was just a play thing, playtime for him.
0: Yeah, it's just uh, so wonderful, um, you know, that they've managed to find this. I don't know how they do that. Such uh, a
1: cute little kid. Yeah, I would adopt him
0: so anyway so um, would you say that? Uh, what would be your advice to anybody who goes I'll take
1: to see... lots of
0: tissues yeah that's take along your handkerchief for yeah. the saddest movie of the season
1: oh definitely but
0: also one of the best movies oh absolutely
1: season. don't be put off just because it's going to make you cry
0: <laughs> well anyway I, I've noticed it's all the girls who cry
1: oh now come on there's a few male reviewers who have done the same
0: yep oh yes yeah. yeah. okay
1: Thanks.
0: good thank you That was Carolyn Brown helping me with Nowhere Special. I'd like to thank the sponsor of the show, the Harcourts Grenadier Accommodation Centre, which is now located at 98 Morehouse Avenue. If you're looking for a place to live, check out the Harcourts Accommodation Centre website, assetmanagers.co.nz. That address again, assetmanagers, one word, .co.nz.
2: The
3: films of photographers that I've seen are terribly
1: boring. <laughs> You could look at any image and
0: say that's a Helmut Newton photograph. The photos were frightening, but there was always a sense of humor. He said, I've always wanted to photograph a chicken wearing high heels. <sighs> nothing was serious, everything understated. This man is incredible.
2: He was a little bit pervert, but so am I, so it's okay. I le the film. There's nothing I like more than the film.
0: Enormément des hommes misogynes disent that. He does look
3: at women as a sexual object.
0: Man kann natürlich sagen, das ist sexistisch, aber man kann auch sagen, ja, er hält der Gesellschaft einen Spiegel vor. The
1: Helmut Newton woman was very strong, she was provocative, she was in charge. The feeling that Helmut gave me. Huge power. Ich habe die Situation beherrscht. Ich war nicht das Reh, ich war dem Jäger gleichgestellt. Ich konnte entscheiden, was ich tun wollte. The world needs a form of
0: provocation because it stimulates thought and it stimulates conversation. Helmut Newton The Bad and the Beautiful is a documentary about a photographer who strongly influenced the worlds of fashion and art with his astonishingly controversial work. Henry Sunderland has been off to the Lumia Cinemas to see this highly creative and highly questionable film about him. Henry, as an art teacher... What did you think of Helmi Newton, the bad and the beautiful? Um,
3: <coughs> I enjoyed it. It was a challenge for me. Um, having been brought up as a little Catholic boy and th- seeing seen a girl, this is, I have to say this, and, and I went, oh, she's all right, and then I have to go into confession again because I had bad thoughts. <laughs> he provokes that whole idea of that in a way, although his upbringing... His upbringing was was with regards to the this whole This is in Nazi. Germany. Yeah, is in Germany, German I was going to say. Mm. In Germany, the whole Nazi thing. And they had an aesthetic um, of amazing imagery, but it was confined and restricted. His imagery stepped beyond that. He was... Mm. He, he created a provocative and subversive images of women, um, but he, he still... In, in a way, he respected them. And I think this documentary shows he respected them. It wasn't a perverted thing.
0: Yeah. Well, there's, okay, it's essentially nakedness, but with a touch of um, creative pictures that he puts together around them, uh, which is, makes the whole thing so fascinating. And, and I would never call that nakedness in those photos erotic. It's, no. i mean it's no. not that it's it's, no. it's, it's beautiful Although, you, yeah. i mean you do get surprised how he can get get away with photos of a naked woman with only high heel shoes on yeah <laughs> as a creative photo I, yeah,
3: I i think so i you know having taught life drawing a good part of my life too. You know, I can remember as a, as a kid, once again, going in the first day into a life drawing class. Oh, I can't look. And then after no, he I got tough. used to it. Yeah. But drawing as naked. yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't think that's the issue. I think the element he brings into it is sort of... Um, was a bit like, you know, he was fascinated
0: by chickens and he was, wasn't he, he was over the top. I and mean, that, it, that photo of that, uh, uh, this is a dead chicken with the leg, uh, the um, feathers pulled out, so you just see it's a uh, uh, drumstick legs yes, but but with high heel shoes was on. The, that
3: was the Now, point. that was quite sexy, wasn't it? <laughs> well, I don't think, it, well, I think it was just that element of bringing another element in like that. Um, he thought laterally and creatively. His whole era of photography was in the famous
0: time the famous uh, you know in the late 20th uh, well, centuries yeah. yeah yeah well he he started off in the 1950s yeah. and then then went on into the um, 60s you know and um, uh, I mean he at that time the 50s and 60s he He moved into fashion photography and he actually transformed fashion photography while also raising questions about aesthetics and exploitation and all of this sort of thing. Yeah, and I think that's why, as
3: we, we discussed previously, you know, Vogue... Enjoyed his image just because they um, just had that edge about the other images was sort of a bit like a uh, bit pansy fine yeah and well has, yeah. Has, has made people whoa what's going
0: on here yeah, yeah. I mean that's the interesting thing the Vogue ed- editor at that time it took um, this is the fashion world we're mm. in now there but uh, Anna Wintour at that time um, she published many of his photos in the magazine but the point was she valued his work for its shock value yeah. I think she knew. Yeah. Would help sell the magazine. <laughs> yeah, I think it was shocked.
3: I mean, that's <laughs> what arts should do too. It should have that element in it, that, that twist and that. So it's, he fringed from art to photography, you know, and there was a little bit suggestive of porn there. But, mm. uh, you know, I mean, he did uh, produce images for uh, uh, Playboy, and I think Playboy uh, helped him explore fantasy fantasies and as a as, uh, subservient ascetics I, I, you know, I, I don't know it, you, you could take this as being what we're talking about is as, as on a fringe of <laughs> you know, what's going on here but um, I, I think it's it, it challenges us it's challenged us to look and see and today I do believe I do believe today that while we think we're open and far more open to all of this we're also a little bit more confined Mm. or some people oh yeah and i'm um, sure i'm sure there'll be a challenge
0: Mm. in a debate with feminists Mm. on this yeah Mm. Mm. yeah i mean the curious thing maybe it was the way this film was put together interviewing lots and lots of people mainly nearly all of them women but there's ha- ha- uh, 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 this is all about his controversial work. But actually, in the film, there's hardly any criticism of his work. Actually, there seems there was only that one woman that they used, and this she was uh, uh, herself Susan Sontag, and she was a feminist photographer herself, oh. speaking on TV, and she disliked uh, Newton's work for its misogyny and humiliation of women. But then, on the other hand, you could get hardly any women. to, You know, um, most women would disagree with this. I think.
3: I think. Or certainly, the ones in the photos. All well, the photos. <laughs> no, but they they all said they felt safe with him, yeah. and that was interesting. You know, yeah. wasn't he? You know, I, I, the only one that made a comment, I think, was Grace Jones, and he lifted her into a whole realm of of world popularity. Yeah. People knew oh, who Grace, she was. Jones, yeah.
0: yeah. She's that... Um, negress. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She, she's from J- Jamaican woman. She was, she was. a singer yep. and in fashion, yep. I think.
3: Yeah, yeah. unbelievable. Mm. And she said,
0: oh, he was a little bit of a
3: perf, but she said, that's all right because so am I. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I don't know. I, I think we're dealing with the whole issue of let's open up and have a debate about it. I mean, we're getting pockets of conservatism and open, I, I have no problem with what he does.
0: Well, all I can say is that you could describe his photos as sculpted and sexual and yeah. enigmatic and daring and erotic and romantic yep. and subversive. And I just found the film absolutely fascinating to watch. Oh, no. <laughs> and I agree with you. And and he did <laughs> use
3: images of women who who, who were... Beautiful, long-legged, a bit like race horses. He picked them. He picked <laughs> race horses in a sense of yeah. of they were right up there, going to win a race. Um, he didn't pick on like a, a fat man or fat woman or anything like true. that. And so there is issues there, I guess that could well be. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Well, I think I'll go and see it again. Yeah. I'm. Uh, well. Yeah. Shall we? <laughs> okay. <laughs>
0: That was Henry Sunderland with his views on Helmut Newton, the bad and the beautiful. And I'm Hans Petrovic, inviting you to listen to Movie Talk again on Plains FM 96.9 at midday next Wednesday. This program will also be repeated at midday on Saturday and you can listen to podcasts of earlier episodes on the Plains FM website, plainsfm.org.nz.